Hello, welcome to the first episode of Wonders and Blunders. We're a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, we're actually a bunch of Newfoundlanders in Toronto playing Dungeons and Dragons, and we're going to do that in an audio format for maximum imagination. You can imagine whatever you want, but, you know, while we're telling the story, maybe you could imagine the story, but you don't have to. It's your brain. If you don't know how to play Dungeons and Dragons, don't feel intimidated by this or anything, because I am the Dungeon Master, which sounds like it implies a lot of knowledge, but I really also don't know any of the rules. So we're all going to be figuring that out together. The basis of the game is just I'm the Dungeon Master, so I'm kind of the game engine, and all of the players have created characters, hopefully heroes, maybe not. They can sort of do whatever they want, which makes it difficult for me. Uh, but their heroes are going to get injected into this fantasy world, and we're all going to go adventuring together. So the basis of the game is they're just going to tell me what they want to do, and I'm going to tell them what they have to do to do that. A lot of it involves rolling dice, so they'll roll a 20-sided dice, add some numbers to it, and usually the higher the number, the better the result. I want to thank you so much for coming to join us for this first adventure. I'm so excited. We're just going to get right into it. Our first episode, you'll get to know a little bit about the world and meet all the characters in the campaign, and we're very excited to have you here, so thank you. So we open our story with the Caravan of Wonders, which is uh, sort of an embellishment. It's not really a caravan. It's just two wagons stuck together and tied to two huge, angry rams named Gertie and Brett. <laughs> uh, they are piloted by Yuri Ditchdigger, the dwarf, uh, who runs the Caravan of Wonders, which... Uh, is his own sort of little company where he travels around the world looking for magical items that he can reclaim and then sell to the highest bidder. You would have met Yuri at some point in the desert near Pralia, uh, in Pralia, a, a, a large desert city, where you joined a huge trade caravan that made their way across the Death Wastes into the World Spine Mountains. Yuri has a journal which he has been deciphering which led him to the world to believe that in the world's fine mountains there is some magical item of great power which he wants to find and later sell uh yuri himself is uh, a stout little dwarf dressed in fine robes uh he has uh, a little short brimmed hat around his head a long braided beard uh and a small black cloak that looks like it might have come from the smallest blackberry you've ever seen uh <laughs> he doesn't seem super bothered by the cold he's usually fairly uh cheery unless you question his leadership in any way <laughs> at which point he gets quite uh snippy and angry uh so on this day it's been a long two months up to this point uh, but fairly uneventful. The Death Wastes are supposed to be a really terrible place full of necromancers and terrible beasts and monsters, but you made it across pretty easily. And when you made it to the World's Bide Mountains, the rest of the merchants went underground, taking an underground, well-guarded road, which leads to a dwarven city in the mountains called Mox Therain. But Yuri was convinced that it would be faster and easier if they took the regular trade roads, which have been completely snowed over, during the winter. 
he didn't want to be disturbed, he didn't want people following him, so he brought you in this direction. And you quickly find out why nobody travels these roads in the winter. They are... It's unbearably slow moving. Even with these huge rams pulling the wagons, you've been really, really slow going trying to get through the massive... Uh, the massive valleys created by the World Spine Mountains around you. Most recently, you've spent the past four days trapped in a cave together as a massive snowstorm rolled through. Uh, during that time, you spent, uh, you spent it huddled around the fire, cooking what little stores you had left, and listening to Yuri mumble as he goes through his journal, which never leaves his side. After these four days, uh, you manage to push the snow back from this clearing of the, or from the entrance of the cave, and you see the bright winter sun shine in on you. Uh, and after a couple of hours of digging out and hitching up the wagons, you're back on your slow roll towards Pinnafel, uh, the logging town which Yuri is bringing you to. So he is joined by a colorful cast of characters. Uh, <laughs> of, of all monstrous shapes and sizes. Uh, so you can, uh, I, I, I think everyone would like to hear what you're all about. I'd also love to know, who are you? Who am I? It doesn't matter. <laughs> just, just a name. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm the DM. I will play characters such as Yuri and Angry Squirrels. <laughs> uh, and everything else that's met along the way. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm Kate, and I'm going to be playing Caradove. Um, so uh, as we walk along today, um, well, as the caralong, caravans um, ski along today, um, Caradove is hanging off the edge of, of the rear caravan. Um, there's a little bit of a seat running along the outside. Um, so she's dangling her feet and writing in a journal. Um, Caradove is a, is a halfling, um, and, uh, and she's, uh, got a bunch of, um, new winter gear. So she's got, uh, some new furs and, um, fresh untrodden moccasins. Um, and, uh, and then she has some, some older, more worn clothes underneath. Um, she's got a gray wool skirt and a pretty colorful blouse, um, and some uh, some pants peeking out under from under the skirt um, in like a crimson sort of pinky crimson color, um, and uh, she's got a staff laid out on the bench beside her, um, and a little a little um, sickle in her belt. Um, she's uh, very tan and uh, looks like she spent a lot of time in the sun with. Uh, reddish reddish hair with light light um sun streaks um i think that's about it yeah and she's a druid she's a druid. a druid yeah yeah sweet i'm evan i'll be playing uh valendarius iron rutherford the fourth uh a human wizard um most everyone else on the caravan by now will be just calling him valen uh and uh valen um like the little rich boy that he is um, is <laughs> wearing very, very fine clothing, um, a sort of long white uh, smoking jacket, um, a sort of paisley purple vest with a green ascot, um, some fine green pants and fine brown leather boots. Um, right now, 
He's uh, lazing with his new friend Bree on, on top of the second wagon in the caravan, uh, leafing through um, his, his favorite book, The Legend of Azrakai, and sort of uh, rolling the, the crystal orb uh, that he often has with him uh, around in, in one hand, sort of idly. I'm Andy, and I play Rowan, a furbolg uh, rogue. Uh, <laughs> I'm seven and a half feet tall, uh, real lanky. I'm kind of striding beside the carriages as we move forward. He's got wavy, coppery hair cut short on the sides with a cowlick in the in the front and a cowlick in the back as well. It kind of sticks off like a bedhead all the time. Uh, always an affable grin on his face, clean shaven, unlike most other furbolgs. Uh, a greenish, olivey tint to his skin, uh, his nose being the most obviously inhuman part of him, a boxy bulb with uh, cow-like nostrils, and uh, clearly a broken bridge, but it, it still uh, has a bit of a like a hawk hook to it. Uh, he's wearing woven, old woven leather armor. The seams and the creases in that are kind of tinted green with like a moss algal growth. And over his shoulders, which sort of slope dramatically, is very poor posture. It kind of accentuates how lanky he is. Uh, he's got a very, very heavily laden blueberry bush that sort of sits almost like your your typical fur mantle on a on a warrior or something. But this is a gift from his druidic mother. And right now, there's actually a, a squirrel sort of perched in it, kind of nibbling at the blueberries. And Rowan is just having a big old yarn with him. Uh, you can't pick out everything he's saying, but it's got something to do with his his uncle Lycan, and I, he was odd, but really kind of grew on you, and uh, you know, raised squirrels, and uh, just you know, a whole bunch of energy, and just reminiscing with this squirrel as as he kind of goes through. Uh, he carries a short sword all the time, and a and a hand like a hand crossbow. Both are elvish in design, and both look very cartoonishly small in his big old fur bulk hands. Uh, around his uh, his brother Teak. Uh, sits around his neck. He's uh, a broken shard of, of purple geode. And uh, every now and then, Rowan will kind of pick it up. It'll kind of dimly glow, and he'll uh, say something to, to Teak and sort of pause for a minute and chuckle to himself and, and go back to chatting with the squirrel. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Robert. I'll be playing a shooting star in the desert sky, a... Uh, a tabaxi rogue. Uh, of course, that name is really long, and it's a formal tabaxi name, so everyone else in the caravan just knows him as Star. Uh, so Star's uh, wearing sort of... Uh, he's, he's, well, he's a cat, first of all. He's a tabaxi, so he's very tall and very slender. He's six foot four, and, but very, very light and lean. Uh, his clothes are very functional, you can tell, easy to move around in, and obviously not originally built for this kind of weather. Uh, he's... He grew up in a in a desert town uh, where he was actually a person of fairly high birth. So his clothes is, his clothes are very nice. He wears a um, a loose cotton shirt with a stiff collar, with leather armor strapped on strapped on over it, uh, a big broad belt, and some big loose harem pants that is sort of gives him lots of room to move around. And sort of slung over all of that, he's wearing a big heavy cloak, and he has a tiny little red hat like a fez on top of his head. Uh, Star's not the only person who's on the, or the only cat, I guess, who's on the, uh, who's on the Caravan of Wonders. Uh, he's a, he's from noble background, and I've taken something called the Retainer's 
feature, <laughs> which means that he has three retainers, but they're not really his retainers. They're really just his family, just three members of his family that decided to come along on the adventure. Uh, so with them are, are his cousin, uh, Light, his younger brother, Dust, and his sister, Sky. Uh, Light is a, is, is a lighter color, colored like sort of snow, like a snow leopard, but she has a, a light tinge of yellow. Uh, Sky is tinted just like Star is, orange and black, orange and black fur, sort of dark streaks coming up on the face and around the hands. And Dust is, is much, much younger than both of them. Light and Sky are about the same age as Star is. Dust is a very young teenager, around 11 or 12. Um, he's gray and white, much shorter, much more timid. Not really, he doesn't really play as much of a role in helping set up things. He's just kind of along for the ride. And uh, as, you're, as we're walking along in the caravan, everybody's been sort of cooped up for a bit. You can see that uh, Light is sort of relaxing on top of the front caravan, uh, taking in the sun, and, and, uh, and uh, Sky and Star are chasing dust around in the snow, throwing snowballs and just having a ball. <laughs> okay, I'm Mitchell. I'll be playing Benjamin Craven. Uh, Benjamin is also a... Uh, a boy, he appears to be about the same age as Dust, around 11 or 12. Um, he is currently sitting next to Yuri um, at the front of the caravan. Um, he's been mostly keeping to himself. Um, so he's sort of shy around uh, every, all the other members of the party, but he is uh, at the moment kind of talking Yuri's ear off and asking a lot of questions about everything. And he is kind of watching uh, with a sort of longing look in his eyes at uh, dust and sky and star playing in the snow, he is—he's um, got very pale um, skin, uh, sort of uh, inhumanly pale. Um, he has an ethereal quality to him. He is a shifter, um, uh, a being with a lycanthropic background. He, uh, at the moment, though, that's a secret. <laughs> no one no one knows that also forget it, forget it all uh also more secrets he's a cleric uh no one has seen him do any magic he doesn't have uh any weapons on him visibly um and no one has seen him do anything of really any interest uh, he, <laughs> he's currently wearing a uh, sort of heavy fur coat um of a sort of light gray with brown and um uh, white speckles in it um it gives him a sort of puffed up uh sort of fluffy look uh underneath he does have fine uh very new looking uh leather armor um and there is a silver and gold chain that can be seen poking out um and disappearing under the armor and uh his his overshirt he's wearing just heavy gray pants and uh some fine leather boots that uh the the pants are definitely looking a little short in the hem. They are uh, there's exposed ankle above the boot, uh, and uh, if anyone had been has been uh, paying attention to uh, his size, he seems to have grown a noticeable amount in the two months since everyone has met him, and he's starting to uh, outgrow his clothing. It would seem uh, he's sort of in the middle of uh, uh, his growth spurt. It would it would appear. Oh, and he has large, very large, uh, dark brown eyes um, that sit, uh, they're very curious, um, and he has a very sharp, uh, 
chin. Uh, yeah, and a messy kind of permanent bedhead with a shock of white hair uh, on the top. It's a, uh, he has just dark brown hair. I'm Kieran, and I will be playing Rizicia Dask, or Bree for short. Um, Bree is a seven and a half foot, 500 pound lizard folk barbarian <laughs> <laughs> uh, that mostly resembles yeah, a fine. meaty jungle crocodile. Uh, the scales that run along her underbelly glitter like white opals, while the chorus scales of her outer hide blend into a dull sapphire blue like the ocean waves. Uh, small rounded horns dot the edge of her skull, and she has aquamarine eyes al alongside of a very large meaty tail that follows behind her. She's most often found on top of the back caravan, where she's currently hanging out with Valen, um, who has become a, a sort of ward in a sense. Bree treats uh, a lot of the group like she's the mother hen in trying to keep them safe, as they're all very, very uh, squishy little people <laughs> in terms of possessions there's not a lot of things that brie owns just a, a couple of pouches that sit on the small of her back uh, a quiver full of javelins but most notably she also has a trident made of a single piece of bone and a large moose antler in her other hand that she uses as a shield um, during the travels she's often seen kind of jumping off the back of the caravan and uh, diving at any small game and stuff that passes by to sustain her uh, hulking figure Amazing. And all people who see this terrifying party um, <laughs> will be seen running into the forest. In <laughs> Don't run from me. I'm just a little boy. Full of secrets. <laughs> Filled to the brim with secrets. So many secrets. More secrets. Cram than another boy. secret in there if you try. <laughs> More secrets than boy. Pretty cute little kitten, too. Uh, okay, so you set off. Uh, it is it is a really slow pace. Uh, even with the skis on the wagons now, they drag through this snow, which is now waist high if you're walking along the wagon. Um, as a description for the wagons, uh, in the front is Yori's sort of personal chamber uh, where he sleeps on his own. It's a covered wagon, and he sleeps inside there, keeps all of his personal goods in there. You've gotten glimpses inside, uh, but... It, it nothing has really stuck out to you as being crazy it just it's just that's where he sleeps Benjamin has been inside um because uh, <laughs> most of the time Benjamin stays with Yuri um all of you arrived in small pockets of groups uh, but when you arrived Benjamin was already with the caravan with Yuri um in the back, on the second wagon, which is lashed onto the first one and drags behind, uh, is your sleeping quarters. There are five of you, uh, or I guess there's eight of you, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is even worse because there's only four beds oh, uh, in this in this carriage. Um, so usually the time is split sleeping and riding on the side or walking next to the caravan. At this point, walking is, is quite a chore. Uh, so the easier way to do it would be to sort of sit on the sides and ride along. Um, I, I guess with that, uh, uh, something I'd like to know from all of you is uh, maybe if you're okay with sharing it, the reasons that you came along with Yuri, if there was anything in particular that stuck out to you, um, or at least what you've been telling people. Well... I'm I'm on a I'm on a bit of a walkabout. I'm uh, I'm looking for rare plants. Um, and uh, 
getting my getting my uh, my roots dug a little deeper for my druidic skills. Okay, cool. So this is probably a, a semi new biome for you. Uh, you're in the 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 snowy mountains. Um, this is the end of winter. Um, just get my calendar out here. You guys are actually. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it is the eleventh of Janus Fairy right now. Um, and so it's, uh, getting close to the end of the winter. Um, but even in the summertime along the world's fine mountains, uh, it is, it is snowy. The altitude's high enough that it does snow all year round. Um, but at, at this point, uh, you are getting close to the end. So the weather was supposed to start warming up. You've, but you have just spent the last four days trapped in a cave in an unrelenting snowstorm. Yeah, so I guess I can also say what my motivations were. At least that's what this is. What so Star, when if you ever if anyone ever talks to him, is just going to start talking people's ear off about um, his uh, what he's described as 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 the most important quest that he's ever undertaken in his entire life, and that's to uh, become the chief duelist in the entire land. And so he, he's joined up. He's joined up with his caravan to go to the to, because they were going to the next town, and he didn't want to travel by himself anymore. Um, just and he basically he's going to go into town, and he's going to find who whoever he thinks the toughest person in the town is, and he's going to challenge them to a duel, a non-lethal duel, and attempt to either defeat them or learn what he can from them. Great. Yeah, there are a lot of hardy people who live in the world's by mountains. This is a pretty good good place to go to yeah, find a, a it's, worthy. It's, it's opponent. a good training. It's very different from the desert where he's where he's used to. So it's uh yeah. So this has been like he's he's been on the road for about three months, kind of doing this, hopping from town to town, and you can tell that he has quite a large amount of resources, I guess, to be able to do this. But other than that, he hasn't really talked about himself, except maybe to uh, Valen. Hmm. Um, I would have explained that I am uh, seeking a, a friend of mine um, who who seemed to have gone missing, and I, I'm hoping to pick up her trail um, somewhere out here in, in the wilds or um, at the very least stumble upon something that may point me in the right direction. Uh, ben? No comment. Cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> The smooth-skinned and cats uh, are useless in wilds, so I have been traveling with them to help them from not being killed by thousand creatures on journey. And it's greatly appreciated. <laughs> well, well, uh, I think maybe I'll start using my voice, too, so I get a little bit of a hang on it, maybe. Uh, I've already told you about my brother here. He, he's in a bit of a pickle, and uh, I, I kind of hold up the little geode. Uh, it kind of flickers as I hold it, and so uh, well, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking for a few clues of what might help me get him out of here. But uh, also, I just I like mountains a lot, and uh, <laughs> I like hanging out with you guys a lot, and 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 kind of just taking it as it comes, and and hoping that uh, eventually I can bring back my brother to our mom and papa, and not get in quite so much trouble. We'll we'll find we'll find a way, Rowan. Yeah, I, I'm thinking so. Okay, uh, so you you set off down the road uh, at a at a fairly slow pace. Um, your food stores, Yuri has been keeping semi secret from you. Um, <laughs> Rowan, you would have noticed he's nervous uh, while out on the road, um, and he has been taking pot shots at just about everything that runs across the path. 
mm-hmm. uh, hitting basically nothing. Um, he hasn't explicitly asked you guys for help or anything yet, but he seems like he's in a rush, especially now that you've spent all this time in the cave. He seems like he's in a bit of a rush to get to Pinnafell. Oh yeah, you're. What's your pat? You're like you notice everything basically, right? Well, no, like that's growing. I, I have real high passives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, oh, now it's been two months. We've been traveling together, right? Yeah. So um, you made your oh, way wow. across the death wastes together uh, from Pralia uh, across a, a long desert passing, which which actually took the majority of the time. Uh, you came across with a large trade caravan who are on their way up to Mox the Rain, uh, which is a big dwarven city in the World Spine Mountains. But when you got to the mountain range at the base of it, they chose to take the underground route, which goes directly to Mox the Rain. And it's a little easier defensible in such a huge group uh, and takes a lot shorter of a time. Yuri laughed that off and thought that his way would be significantly faster. And you quickly found out why people go underground, especially this time of year. Um, the snow has just slowed you down so much as you went across. Uh, but you did have a you did have a nice easy time getting across the death waste. You all heard terrible tales of necromancers and terrible beasts. Uh, the land was just ruptured and destroyed by the War of the Weave a thousand years ago, and still hasn't recovered. Uh, so, all in all, you had a very easy time getting across there. The the worst you've had to deal with is snowstorms in the mountains. So that's pretty good. What was the name of the of the city we're going to again? Pinnafell. Pinnafell. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't know, you don't know much about it. Uh, you haven't seen it on the maps that you've seen, uh, it's, which, which probably implies it's pretty small. Um, so is there anything that you'd like to do on the road as you go, or are you just kind of, kind of ride it out? Uh, yeah, Star, Star is just sort of sitting in the wagon reading a book. He's riding it out. Okay. And, uh, Benjamin is up front with Yuri? Yeah. I said... Uh, Uncle Uncle Yuri, uh, what were what were some of the adventures you've had when you came through here before? Oh, well, I, I did all sorts of things. Uh, I mean, <laughs> fought a bear down down over the hill. What kind of bear? Black one. How big? Oh, jeez, I don't know. He's pretty regular size, I suppose. Is that where you got your cloak? No, this was something something else. What what, what was it? Well, I. I <laughs> Don't you want to hear more about the bear? I mean, it's not a great story, I guess. I actually got trapped inside a cabin for seven days and just sitting outside waiting for me. And eventually I got fed up waiting. Uh, and I saw some people come by and I thought, oh, maybe I'll go out and I'll scare the bear towards those people and then we can pincer and maneuver it. And I scared the bear and it ran towards them and then they ran away and then it turned back on me. Uh, and I barely escaped with my life. Actually, I still have dreams about that bear. <laughs> you barely escaped? Go on. That's, that's a good one. That's very good. You don't normally have much of a sense of humor. Oh, the road's been good for you, hey. Be- Benjamin just stares off. Yeah, don't you worry, little Benji. You're, you're going to have your own adventures someday, you know? Do you Get think? a little bigger, although you're really sprouting up. Hey. Yeah, we're going to need new pants. Yeah, yeah, me right here. I, yeah, I, I needed need new pants after the bear as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rowan. Rowan would probably be up with uh, either uh, either Gertie or uh, or Brett. I'd say up with one of the Rams. Oh yeah, and okay. just uh, just kind of like plodding along with that and be like, you know, if uh, if you're uh, needing any kind of a break, you you just I, I can tell I can tell that you're proud and you're doing a great job and you've got a lot of strength there and that's good. But these wagons are heavy and if you 
you need a break, we can come up with some kind of code maybe, you know, a little nod of your head or something, and I can slip in that harness maybe and, and, and help a little myself. You know, no one needs to know. You can keep up close, but I'm just letting you know that there's the option. So furbogs can just straight up talk to animals? Like, you don't have to roll or anything. They just understand no. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah both of them are, like, watching you intently as they sort of, like, not... They, 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 keep, they keep walking forward, mm -hmm. uh, but they're watching you intently, and I, I guess if you've been talking to them on this whole trip, yeah. you're probably the only one who can get within like five feet of them without them trying to headbutt you. It, it was it was probably the first full month of me getting to that point. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of bruises on your ribs. Yeah. Uh, they really go for the ribs. Just take full yeah. go right for the center mass with yeah. those uh, with the big and they are they are massive. They're they're big rams. Yeah. Um much bigger uh, they they stand the top of their horns is almost as high as tall as you are right uh, and and i'm i'm like a tall rake like i'm real lanky like big old adam's apple so they can probably tell too that i wouldn't be able to budge the older <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the two the two wagons together, especially in the snow, even these massive rams are having a bit of trouble pulling them through. Uh, and they, uh, uh, with your uh, insight, <laughs> looking at these rams, you, you can see that they're not tired, but they do want to break. Yeah. Um, they can keep pulling, they just don't want to, necessarily. Yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> but they, they take that under advice. <laughs> Okay. Right. <laughs> um, at, at some point, if I get the chance, I'd like to um, walk up to Yuri. Yeah. Um, and probably for the like you know twentieth time over the course of this this journey, I was hoping you might be able to tell me a bit more about this ancient weapon that you're looking for. He's like, well, well uh, yeah, I, I could tell you a little bit more about it. Uh, so let's 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 think. Let, what do we know? We know it's old, very mm. old. Uh, probably. I mean, it has to be older than the War of the Weave because it was used Incredible. in it. So uh, I believe, and I don't know for sure because the thing is, I found this book. I've told you about the book. Books is a, did I not? I probably, no, maybe I didn't. I, 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 I'd be fascinated if I might have a chance to read it. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, oh. Uh, it's for my eyes only. <laughs> I cannot risk this information falling into the hands of anybody else. And it's not that I don't <laughs> trust you yet, but I don't trust you yet. Um, well, <laughs> we're all trusting you, Yuri. Yeah, that's that's proper. Uh, your lives are in my hands. Uh, oh, that was stressful <laughs> to say out loud. I'd be happy to help you. Is is the thing? The more I I know about what we're looking for, the the, the better chance all of us have of uh, helping you find it. Uh, make a persuasion check. First roll. <laughs> like thirty minutes in. Whoops. <laughs> Natural 20. That 20? <laughs> Starting things start, off right. <laughs> God damn. That'll be the last one we ever roll. Uh, so that would have been a 24. 24. Holy hell. Okay. Uh, yeah. He... <laughs> Getting all the campaign secrets. Yeah, okay. Right this away. Is, was, okay, uh, so he... Yeah, so Benjamin with his just big dark eyes that never seem to blink is just like looking from you and at Yuri and then back at you. So he he looks around and yeah, he sees Benjamin looking at him and he sees uh Rowan up front and and I'm just flashing this like just beautiful grin at him just right. like Well, why I suppose helpful. I have gotten you into this mess. I probably owe you at least a little bit of information about what you're doing. What we're looking for uh I don't 
know that it's a weapon in the way that it strikes people down, but I do believe that it was uh, an item that seemed to give people information about everything that their opponents were doing. Uh, there is, there are legends around the War of the Weave uh, that say that the side that the dragons were on, uh, they tended to know everything that was happening all around the world. Uh, there, it was impossible to pull off any sort of surprise maneuver. It was impossible to ambush anybody. It seemed like they were always two steps ahead until, and this is the part that is in this book, this, all of this stopped and pretty quickly after the war stopped because a battle happened somewhere in these mountains and both sides were killed. None of them ever came out. And after that, it seemed like all that information was gone. So it's my belief that after having found and translated this book, that that item that they were using must have been lost in this battle. So if we can find the site of the battle, along with all of the other things that these, all sorts of powerful mages, uh, dragon handlers, dragons themselves, uh, we, we could stumble upon hordes, we could stumble upon any, any sort of wonderful amount of riches. Uh, Won't it be hard to find in the snow? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it's going to have its own problems. I, I would say probably if it's just sitting in the snow, someone else has it <laughs> by now. Uh, but the fact that no other continents have been literally sundered in twain would make me think that perhaps it's still out there somewhere. And boy, it's going to be expensive. Let me tell you, we sell that one. It's going to be a hell of a commission for everybody here. And you're, you're not at all concerned about whose hands it might fall into. I mean, I could be a little bit selective, but everything's got a price, you know? Hmm. This sounds like a, a truly powerful object. D does your book describe anything about the geography of, of where this battle took place? Any, any clues that might point us in the right direction? Unfortunately, no. It was all fairly well encrypted. I, I believe it was written during the war itself, so there were some precautions taken so that if it were to fall into the wrong hands, no one would be able to tell. Uh, there were just some clues that led me to believe that it was in the mountains uh, and that at least some of the battle took place underground. Hmm. So we needed to look for a location that has access to some subterranean areas. Yeah. Well, I mean, my general plan, I suppose, is to hit up Pinnafell. Uh, we'll, we'll all take a rest there and just sort of scout around, ask the people if, you know, they, if anything strange goes on, if... Uh, you know, they, they walked along at any point and suddenly saw all of the plans of their worst enemy. Uh, stuff like that, you know? Well, General sleuth work. I usually fly this kind of fast and loose, but generally, <laughs> if you get me in the town, I'll find the, the item. That's the Yuri Ditch Digger guarantee. I have no reason to doubt you. Very good. Yet. I shouldn't <laughs> have said that. Uh, <laughs> forget that. I didn't say it. Would, would I hear this? How far up ahead am I? Uh, the, he's he's like driving the goats. Oh yeah, you're okay. right next to him. Okay. Yeah, right. um, and should... he's not like he's not whispering this or anything. Yeah. Okay. I should let you know that um, you, if you get me within thirty feet of a magical object, I I should be able to detect its presence. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I I can also do that. Um, Excellent. We can cover more ground that way. <laughs> yeah, we'll split up. That's always good. Uh, yeah. Well, good to know. Thank you for. I, I wasn't sure exactly how everyone was going to help me out. Uh, but, uh, my last, uh, crew quit abruptly, 
uh, when they heard that we were heading across the Death Waste and into the mountains. So, uh, <laughs> certainly glad I found all of you. Uh, also, I, I swear, uh, payment will be made upon reaching Pinnafell. I'm hoping I can offload a couple of my minor items for them. Uh, I'm sure there's a few things that they'll be looking to buy. I don't believe most of us are in this for the money. What are you, what are you doing? Seeing the world. <laughs> and cool. Yeah, <laughs> so I can just hold on to that. Oh, well, no, I, I, I certainly, I, I do have material needs. <laughs> right, yeah, we all do. But we don't need to get into that here. It's a little personal. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean for it to be taken that way, but you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, yeah, anything. Uh, so Kara's been, like, hanging off the side of the cart in the back, uh, making a couple notes in her journal this morning. Um, but at this point, um, she'd like to hop off and wade through the snow. Yeah, up, up to up to the front near Rowan, um, and uh, just uh, just come come up close and say, um, I noticed Yuri's been looking for looking for animals um, today. I'm worried about the food stores. Oh yeah, I, I, I'd say that cave dwelling kind of brought us a little low. Yeah, yeah. So Yuri's like right next to you. Uh, so he just looks down and he says, "Oh yeah, no need to wor- no need to worry. I mean, if we get there exactly on time, well, we might have to skip a couple of meals right at the end. But uh, oh, we're gonna make it. Oh, we're gonna make it." Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, Rowan will kind of give him sort of a smile and be like, "Oh, well, no one's giving you any doubts there, you." And then, uh, uh, yeah, I'll look back at at Kara, I guess, and be like, uh, "I'm just uh, keeping my eyes out for any kind of uh, good uh, good roots or something we can pick up ourselves." Yeah, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, on the subject of food, uh, the back caravan, is it like a cloth caravan or like a wooded top? Like, can you sit on top of the caravan? Yes, yeah, it's a wooden top. So I think that's where Bree would be a lot of the time, kind of just like a tail hanging off the back of the caravan. But would also just, I think a frequent thing during this travels would be, you would just see Bree get up all of a sudden, throw a javelin into the snow and dive off into the caravan. Okay. And come back with, like, a rabbit or a fox or something, but n- never never share it in any way. <laughs> but, uh, and any time it's kind of come up in conversation, it's been very clear that, like, like if you want your own food, you have to hunt for it. Um, and I don't think Bree has really taken much food from the caravan because okay. she prefers to uh, hunt for things along the way. Okay, well, that's probably the only reason you have any food left then, because feeding the 600-pound lizard <laughs> would be a rough one on the old dried vittles. Uh, so you're, like, diving in like foxes do to get shrews, like, face first? Yeah, I mean, I think anything kind of bigger would be hit with a javelin first. I, I, I do have the, the outlander feature, so I can find small game uh, as I go. Okay, so... Um, yeah, if it's something I can just kind of chase down, then I would absolutely just chase it down um, and bite it to death. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to throw something at it and then go catch it and eat it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I, I would say uh, just make a survival check. Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen? Okay. Um, I, I'll just kind of hold on to that for the next little while that you're traveling along, if you're just up there keeping an eye out for... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Uncle Yuri? Yeah. What's sundering? Oh, it's uh, like uh, tearing, like a, like if you ripped, like a rip, like a big rip. And that happened to the world? 
Yeah. Uh, during the War of the Weave. Um, what was the, that? Sorry? What was the War of the Weave? What was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you don't. Uh, well, a long time ago, uh, a bunch of people who uh, used magic um, were really taking advantage of it. And those people who didn't have magical abilities were really forced down uh, and forced to work for those, you know, powerful wizards. Uh, and eventually, people got sick of it. There was a bit of an uprising. Uh, and people all over the world picked a side. Uh, it was one of the first times in a very long time that there was almost no area that was under complete peace. A lot of people were conscripted and they were they were put forced to choose a side and they all fought Uncle two. Uncle Yuri? Yes. What's conscripted? Uh oh that's like uh like <laughs> if you were like, I don't wanna fight and I was like, too bad you know? You'd be like, Oh, I would like to stay home and read my book and they'd be like, No, here's a sword, go kill a wizard. <laughs> so like kinda how I was conscripted? Uh well yeah, I, I guess a little bit. Uh so, sorry. You, you've been brought here against your will. Yeah, I think Roman I'm staring at Yuri right now. Like, <laughs> you can make an insight check. It's gonna be bad. Eight. Eight. Okay, that's uh, in this case actually good enough. Uh, oh no! He did not. He's not hiding his emotions too well at this point. Um, I, I think he he got back to thinking back on his uh, his knowledge of the the War of the Weave. And started getting a little bummed out, and then when you <laughs> sort of cornered him with these questions, especially <laughs> Rowan, uh, he looks terrified and guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, Valen, you you would see like he's he's extremely nervous. He gets a little bit jittery, uh, and he just says, "Well, I, I mean, it's not like I I'm not holding him against his his will or anything like that. You know, I didn't kidnap him." If that's what you're thinking, I I, I wasn't. Well, good. That's but good because that's what didn't happen. It didn't. Right, Ben. Please back me up, Benjamin. Just... I. You you can trust me. What what happened? I I I have to I have to be here. And and who told you that? Not Yuri would suffice here. Just a, <laughs> as a just a just a straight. Not Yuri didn't. Yuri, Yuri, Yuri didn't. Uh, do I believe Benjamin? Uh, Benjamin, you can roll persuasion or deception, and uh, I, believe you, I, I feel like everyone who's at the front can make an inside <laughs> check right now because uh, if you're if you're interested in these things. <laughs> well, I got five. Five. Yeah, uh, I, I believe everyone. Uh, he's telling the truth, as near as you can tell. Like, yeah, he's telling the truth. Yuri didn't force him here, but but someone did. That seems to be the. No, I, oh, I, I'm sorry. That. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, li- you don't kinda, need to grill the kid. Kind of picking up on the discomfort that's spreading among these people. I, I, I would probably kind of over my shoulder as I'm walking with these Rams, be like, "You guys, uh, you guys know who the first wizards were? The very first wizards. Any idea? No. Are there trees around us right now? Oh yeah, yeah. I would point over at the trees and be like, right over there. That's the very first wizard. Wait, he's right here? Well, he no, right over there. And I point at these trees. Those trees can make all of that material out of nothing but sunshine. And now isn't that magic? 
Oh, I see what well, you mean. Well, it's, well it's, it's, it's actually quite absolutely not magic. Well, you try to make something out of nothing but light. Um, Mr. I, Wizard over here. I hold here. my hand out and like a coin appears in my hand. And what was that? That was magic. Exactly. No, no, no. You see, there are specific biological uh, Valen, functions Valen, going on within know, the body of the tree. Uh, right. And that is. Well, hey, I, I think he's got a little something going on here. Actually. Oh, I know, I do. I know. I'm not I mean, going to fight they're, with you. They're, they're, they're very careful to, 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 to delineate between the arcane arts and 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 the sciences. Uh, uh, it's very clear that there are there are sharp gaps between them. Mm, but it's still an art, isn't it? All right, Valen. Here's a question for you. Could you do that in the dark? Huh? I could. Yes. How would, would we know? <laughs> if a wizard does magic I, I, in the I, dark, I, I would hand it to you. So you, you could feel the coin in oh, your yeah, hand. Oh yeah, that'd work actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the coin disappears. <laughs> um, so as as you're pointing out to the trees, Rowan, um, the caravan uh, takes a turn, takes a turn to the left, and you see all of the trees in this area have started leaning heavily downhill. Uh, and just beyond that, you see that the there has been this clearing, uh, which you can tell must have been uh, like a huge landslide or an avalanche. The trees in this area, normally pretty thick around you, have been cleared out entirely. And the path disappears under this uh, almost half kilometer of just snow and upturned trees. Does it look like it, like it was recent? Or? Uh, you can... Do a survival or nature? Survival or nature? 16. 16? Yeah. yeah. Um, it it does look recent. You're looking at the trees that have been upturned. None of the roots have been nibbled. Um, mm, the yeah. bark is all still fresh on these trees. Um, you can see that it's that this must have happened within the past couple of days, probably while you were holed up. Oh, well, Pickle. Now, are we going to have to shovel this again? Um, he says with a smile on his face. Yuri says, well... We could probably get over it. Uh, I, I'd, I'd say the I'd say old Bertie and Gerd are up to the challenge, eh? And he smacks them, and they just go, uh, <laughs> and they look at you with the and they start nodding, <laughs> they start nodding their heads rapidly. Uh, looking out over all of that snow, I pretend not to notice, and uh, let me let me just check the wheels back here, make sure these are on good. <laughs> and, and, I'll just, and I'll just come down. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, this is this is actually on skis now. Uh, the 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 whole the wagons are on skis. Yes, I know what I said. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and Yuri takes out his map uh, and he looks at it and he says, "Okay, well, there's a lot of trails, uh, and you would have noticed this actually as you were on these trails. There are trails that sort of branch off like the veins in a leaf." from the main trail that you're on. And all they're all about the same size. None of them have been traveled recently, so they're all pretty well covered over. Um, and they wind around. A couple of times, even with a map, you've ended up on a trail that has led you back, and you had no idea you were traveling in a circle until you came back to your own footprints. Um, in the valley of the World Spine Mountains here, compasses don't work. They just spin um, and... Uh, because the mountains are so high on all sides of you, it's kind of hard to keep track, especially in the snow, of where the sun is trying to keep yourself on the right, uh, in the right direction. Um, and Yuri says, all right, does anyone see a big rock 
that looks like a bear. We're looking for a big rock that looks like a bear. Natural one. <laughs> Natural 20. That 20? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. You guys are just fucking destroying. <laughs> Two nat 20s already. Okay. Um, perception. From where you are. Also, I'm very short. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> keep that in mind. Um, yeah, from where you are is important. <laughs> you're doing uh, you're doing perception. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you don't you don't see a bear shaped rock, um, but you do see where there are four trailheads that come out on the other side of this. Even with all the destroyed trees, they're tilted over to the side, which is covering up where they go. But you because you're down so low. You can actually see under where they're tilted, and you can see the breaks in the trees where there are trailheads on the other side of this avalanche. Well, I um I don't see a, a bear shaped rock, Yuri. It might be gone. Um, but uh, I do see some some trails over on the far side there. All right. Well, that's that's a great start. Let's uh, if we just make our way over there, just start digging through the snow next to the trailheads. That that takes down our area quite a bit. Um, and maybe we can sort of trace those lines or something and figure out where the bear-shaped rock is, and then we can follow that path. And that should take us right to Pinfield. Oh, that sounds like a plan, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, the trees uh, that are, like, leaning down, um, I'll, I'll, like, over the trail, right? That's what you were saying? I, I'm going to walk up to one and uh, be like, hey there, uh, I, I hope you're doing all right. I can't tell if your roots are up or not, and I kind of give it a pat on its side. Uh, if you can, if you don't mind, if it's not too much trouble, could you could you perk yourself upright just so I could have a better look at this tree? Are you doing this on the other side? No, no, I, to the, like the first ones that we would come up to, like. Oh, I towards, see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the ones that are like blocking the yeah. caravan. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> make a persuasion. I get advantage on the <laughs> on tree persuasion uh, on any role I make to persuade any of like the critters or plants that I talk to. I okay. Get, I get to. I get it with advantage. Okay. How do you persuade a plant? To do what? (laughs) And let it know that it doesn't have... Oh, a nat 20. (laughs) (laughs) What? Are you serious? But also, like, like, if if they're uprooted or something, you know what I mean? No, no, no. For sure, like, the tree is it doesn't dance out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, But with with a nat 20, um, you, like, you put your hand on the tree, and as you watch... Almost imperceptibly, yeah, it raises a yeah. little bit. Uh, you see it. You see it start to lift, almost like it's trying to right itself. And mm. a bunch of snow falls off the branches in front of you. Yeah. Oh well, there you done your best, there, didn't you? Oh, I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> it you did very much. Way better than its best. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I'll turn around and face these guys and be like, "Look, well, I've got, I got a little bit of the tree out of the way." <laughs> So uh, Yuri says, all right, so we're going to have to, we do have to clear these trees out of the way. Thank you for asking nicely. Yeah. Um, we're probably just going to chop them down, right? Oh. Or tear them up or something. Are you already attached? Were we attached to these trees? Um, well, I mean, to each their own need, I suppose. But uh, that, that is a shame. Uh, that's a shame. And I'll, I'll give the tree a pat again and be like, it wasn't your call. Now like I feel bad guy. for the tree. <laughs> We yeah. gotta go through here, though. I don't know. Yeah, no. Like I said, you you, you do what you gotta do. Are oh, you leaving this to me now? Okay, <laughs> going to be the bad guy. Always, Mister Bad Guy, Mister Yuri. Okay. Uh, well, let's. Uh, so, uh, so the way this will work is it's kind of just a group check. Okay. Um, so you can work on uh, getting the caravan out onto 
the avalanche plane, uh, or you can look try to look for the bear-shaped rock. The way that I would offer assistance first is uh, with prestidigitation. I would like to, uh, once in a while, warm people's boots. <laughs> warm people's <laughs> boots. Oh, that's nice, <laughs> actually. That's a good use of prestidigitation. <laughs> Uh, that would actually come as as quite a quite a relief. I mean, there's almost no time to dry your clothes out. Yeah, um, you would have been able to dry them right. out in the cave with your fire, but uh, the firewood ran out on like day two, and you were barely keeping it alive. Yeah. Probably with prestidigitation. Yeah. Um, to to dry things out. And everyone's like this whole trip through the snow. Like you would just see me just like every now and again, just like waving my hand over myself, and just like yeah, warming up different parts of my clothing. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, and so I have a question. Uh, so when the so we came to a halt, I guess when yes. the uh, when the woods when the, when we, the trees actually were blocking the path. Yeah. Okay. So because I wasn't part of the mm-hmm. conversation at the front, so I was thinking, how did I? Am I part of this group check or not? But yeah, if it stopped, oh. then I guess we all would have got. I would have gotten up to go look at what was happening. Yeah, uh, and and the the two wagons are only like from front to back, forty feet away from each other. Okay. Um, like they are bound together. It's not two. The two rams are pulling both wagons from the front. Got it. Okay. okay. Um, so I'm not even that far back. Okay, no. Cool. So you're not really that far back. And uh, Yuri would have announced to everybody that they had to find a way across here. So, got it. Just making sure. Uh, so I have a question too. So, is there anybody else on the caravan other than just us and Yuri? No, it's just uh, just you guys and oh. Yuri. Um, Yuri. Okay. Cool. Uh, probably when you were setting out across. Um, a lot of the trade caravans would have already been fully stocked, and Yuri was just sort of sitting next to them with a sign up uh, that said "Gold for Help," um, and right. would have been calling out to people, asking them to come join the Caravan of Wonders. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, then I'm gonna get up, and when I see that we're stopped, uh, I'm gonna direct uh, uh, light, dust, and and sky to. So I'll tell dust to get up on to get up on top and, and start looking for the rock. Um, and the three of us, like the three adults, will go up to the front and help cut down the... There is a large woods. crocodile blocking the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dust turns around and it's like, um, I don't, I wouldn't like to go up there. If, if I could, perhaps I could help uh, tear small branches or uh, maybe uh, check in the snow. Uh, mm, uh, the I really don't me. want you... If it's all the same, I don't want you to get cold. Perhaps you could get up uh, front on the top one, on the the one in the front. Ah, yes. Okay, I bring my blanket. Uh, and he gets his little blanket and puts it around himself and sits on top of the caravan. There is a tree directly in his face um, <laughs> when he sits on top, but he he, lo- he you can see him trying to peer out over it. Um, I'll, I'll give him disadvantage on his perception check. Um, and yeah, he's looking straight into the branches, and he just says. Uh, I do not see the rock. Uh, and the rest of you are going to start chopping the tree. It's, it's, it's okay, Dust. Keep looking. Uh, okay. And yeah, like uh, myself, Light, and Sky, I've directed to start trying to get through the tree. Okay. Um, so, yep. uh, yeah, Light and... Uh, yeah, so, so Sky just starts like trying to pull branches off with her arms have you given them weapons do they come with weapons yeah, yeah i mean so they're commoners right so but like they have like back like because we're setting out on an adventure they have like a like backpacking equipment so they would have weapons like uh they they 
I'm considering them both to have like adventuring packs. You know what I mean? So they have like all the normal stuff, like coils of rope, bed right, rolls, right, right. tents, like things like that. So they definitely have weapons. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, so they, uh, so she'll take out a short sword, or they'll both take out short swords. So I, I'm gonna ask Yuri. Um, Yuri, do is there anything on the uh, on the caravan that we can use to cut through the woods here? Uh, well, Other than just d- denting our, our weapons on it, uh, uh, I've got, I've got an X. As it, that's that's perfect. You only have one. Uh, I've got two. And he hops down and goes into the back, and he tosses you two hand axes. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> and then yeah, so give okay. those to Light and Sky. Okay, perfect. So they go over and start. Yeah, so, so Sky <laughs> has just started whacking the tree with her short sword. She's very. She jumps to everything that you say immediately because. That's her whole her whole deal, um, yeah. and yeah, you do see that it's like damaging the short sword pretty badly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling, no, no, don't please use the axes. Don't use the swords, guy. Come, please. And she said, "Oh yes, yeah, so, uh, okay, yeah, uh, give." Uh, and then you give it to her, and she starts wailing away at that. Um, so I'll give, I'll make it so light and sky um, will give you and one other person advantage on okay. on the check. Okay. Um, what would everyone else like to do? I'm pretty tiny and not very strong, so I'm going to go out over the uh, over the avalanche area and see if I can spot the rock. Okay, make an investigation check. That is um, a sixteen. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, while well, you start making your way across the snow and sort of digging through, because you're not sure where these trails would have fully branched off you you have a pretty good idea because you can you could see all the trailheads where they would have congregated um so you start searching around that area um you find under the snow that there uh you actually like place your hand down to dig into the snow and the farther you reach down you realize it just keeps going and it goes up to your elbow and then you push down it goes up to your shoulder and then you push both of your hands in and move and you and the snow next to you actually falls into this hole. Okay. I'm going to get out my staff for, for poking before I step anywhere. Yeah. Um, and just, I guess I'm going to have a look in this hole. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, uh, you, do you have dark vision as a halfling? I do yeah. not. No? no? Okay. Halflings, halflings do not have dark vision. Uh, so the, but... the hole extends farther than you can see into the dark. Um, even with the bright light coming in from above, uh, that, pierces down probably about 20 feet and then you can see a little bit farther beyond that but you know it's at least 20 feet deep it's not straight down Mm -hmm. um and while you're poking around with your staff you find this one that is uh about five feet wide and as you poke around a little bit more uh probably 15 feet away Mm -hmm. you find another one that is uh like two feet wide um i'm gonna come back and uh and uh, I'm going to call to Rowan, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to actually just just uh, call out to Rowan in in his head. Oh, okay. Um, so everybody else is not going to be distracted. Um, <laughs> That's your ghostwise halfling. Yes. Yeah. Um, I found I found some holes out here. They look pretty deep. Um, tunnels, maybe. 
uh, yeah, Rowan would probably be uh, kind of talking to the trees and kind of soothing them and, you know, letting them know that it's all going to be fine. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, how am I feeling already? We killed these goddamn trees. <laughs> no, no, no. It, they, they understand. The trees understand. It's not it, 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 to, to each their own need. It's, it's a thing. They're, uh, not, they, they're not sequoias, they are they? <laughs> you can't hear them screaming. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of like perk up and, uh, I guess I'd know the direction it came from, would I? I, I you would know her I'm, voice. In my head? Yeah. In which direction that voice was coming from? Um, not that I mean, but I mean, you would have seen her I'm, go. I'm, no, they, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not white against a white background. I'm, yeah, fair enough. Know. And fair you're enough. not hiding. I'm not hiding. Yeah. Right? yeah, okay, so, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, like, perk up and then kind of scan, find you, and then start trudging over. Okay. Um, as you walk across, make a deck save. <laughs> She's oh great here we go <laughs> she doesn't go very far through the snow straight up dead big old big old cowboy <laughs> straight up you got decks. that giant dex though uh, yeah that's true uh 12 12 yeah uh 12 is exactly enough mm. uh, you sink immediately yeah. up to your but you just throw those lanky arms out and you manage to just grab the the, you manage to grab sort of the dirt under the snow and you grab a root on either side of you as your whole body just sinks down. So, okay. Dove, as you're watching uh, Rowan make his way across, all of a sudden you just only see his shoulders and head sticking out from the snow. <laughs> just a blue, just a head out of a blueberry bush. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, well, that's a pickle. There. Now he's in there. That's a pickle. Um, so, yeah, and, and this is... You walked right over this area. Like, he was basically following your footprints, um, but you can just see that you don't sink through the snow far enough. Okay. Um, well, that's that's probably a, a bad sign. I, I don't think the rams could uh, could walk over that. Yeah, I mean, the, the holes are too small for the rams to fall all the way through, um, but it, it would be something that you'd want to try to mark just so they didn't stick their hooves in and twist their ankles or something. Mm-hmm. I think on seeing Rowan fall into this pit, Bree's head kind of perks up a little bit. You know, like a crocodile coming out of the swamp, sees him catch himself, and then just like sinks back <laughs> down again. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, I think I don't know if I would notice that or not. I'm probably warming someone's boots right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, like boots. no one, no one's trying to hide. So, okay. so I, I think like unless someone is is purposely trying to get and it, it's like clear skies and everything okay. right yeah, now I've got so, red yeah. hair blueberry bush white snow <laughs> <laughs> you all right over there oh well yeah no I, I i seem to have fallen into this hole but uh i haven't really tried to get out yet so i'm not <laughs> i'm not sure if i'm stuck but i'm just kind of testing the depth well let me know how it goes i will do that <laughs> Um, so you can do uh, strength or or you can do athletics or acrobatics to get out of the hole. I got a feeling it's going to be acrobatics. Um, and Star, you mm-hmm. can... Um, what what are you doing, Bree? I'm like literally just on top of the caravan watching out. Um, I'm a little concerned about the, the whole avalanche and, and what caused it. So I think I'm just kind of keeping an eye out in the area. It's also sunny, you said, so yeah. I'm trying to kind of soak up sunshine from being inside of a cave for so many days. Yeah. And uh, the snow is really cold and deep, and so I don't really want to get into it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you see uh, three uh, skinny tabaxi trying to cut down a massive tree in front of you uh, and then bask in the sun. 
I rolled a, a critical failure on getting out of that hole. Uh, oh, no. You slip okay. down the hole. Um, the Whoop. edges of it are sheer ice. Okay. So, Valen, as you're walking out, and, and everybody's just kind of calmly talking, yeah. um, you see Rowan sort of put his hands to bring himself up, and they sink through the snow, and like a javelin, he just bobsleds down the hole out of sight. Goodbye. <laughs> Rowan! Oh, oh, oh dear. Um... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll start sort of running towards it. Okay. I am also going to run over. Okay. Yeah, um, me too. Valen, make a deck save. <laughs> uh, Star, if you're running over, make a deck save. Okay. This is what I'm good at, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. 25. 25? Yeah. Ni- 19. 19? Okay. So both of you, uh, you feel your feet, like, sink in on one side as you're running across. You can see that uh, Rowan's long strides left some holes unfound um so you start sinking through but you're able to sort of jump your light enough that you can jump around these holes and as you walk more carefully towards the hole uh, after almost falling in yourselves um you see yeah it just disappears down into how, darkness. How, how steep is the hole that he fell in um it goes as far as you can see it goes pretty straight down pretty straight down yeah uh i jump in and cast feather fall on myself okay what Oh, you jump in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you jump into the hole. Um, Level one? I'm, yeah, I'm like, no, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, so you... Oh my, wow. <laughs> Don't look ahead, just jump. Yeah. Yeah. This is triggering an action for me, too. <laughs> also, also okay, as soon so as you, that happens, um, I, like, turn around and shout for Sky, like, Sky, toss me a rope. Uh, okay, so Sky, <laughs> that would have been smart. <laughs> Reasonable. Huh. I just, <laughs> Sky runs across the field and slips down a hole. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, everybody stop! Uh, every, so yeah, Caradoff uh, yells, everybody stop, Yuri freezes. Um, uh, just, for, just to resolve this, Valen, you sink down um, probably 30 feet, uh, and then uh, while your eyes are still adjusting on the inside, your feet touch the ground, uh, and then sort of slide out from under you, and you start floating <laughs> and sliding down this tunnel, which uh, which extends down. To, um, you can see that the uh, snow has sort of been clearing around you, and, and as it levels out, you can see there's bits of snow, but it's sheer ice under it, and just carries you down deeper underground. Cool. Um, and yeah, you also hear just like... <laughs> from somewhere else that, that <laughs> echoes off into the distance. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, I think uh, this whole time Benjamin has just kind of, like, had his head kind of poked up over the edge of the caravan, and he's been uh, just kind of watching dust okay. with, with big, dark eyes. And, and then when dust all, is staring into a tree still. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so when all this goes down, uh, Benjamin just kind of, yeah, takes it all in. And then uh, goes into the back of the caravan and comes out uh, with a length of rope and ties it to the uh, caravan. And he just says, uh, Uncle, Uncle Yur, if you could double check my knot. And climbs down and starts walking out over the... Okay, um, if you're uh, walking carefully... You can avoid these holes. Good. Um, 
I'll do that. There's a moral, okay. There's a moral there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, yeah. How many more could there be? <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, you've seen like at least like seven separate holes at this point. Um, which you've been finding out with with your faces. <laughs> you've just been face testing these holes. Um, uh, so I have 50 feet of rope. 50 feet of rope? Okay. So I guess that's probably not going to get me too far out no. there. I, no. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like 500-ish feet across the the whole clearing. Okay. Um, or no, it's, it's actually quite a bit longer than that. Uh, but you can, you can get out to where, definitely to where Sky fell through. Okay. Um... Just like with my fifty, like fifty feet will get me there. Uh, you, you you could go another like twenty feet beyond that to where, um, I guess yeah, to where Valen and <laughs> and Rowan went down. I think Bree is directly behind you, like hold basically holding onto this rope as well. Like I have leapt off uh, on seeing Valen fall down the hole. I have leapt forward off the caravan, and I'm like not letting you more than like five feet ahead of me mm-hmm. uh ben turns around and goes, you're too heavy do you have any rope and i reach into a pouch like uh, just sitting above my tail and pull out a, a bunch of rope okay um yeah benjamin i guess hands or he knots the rope together mm-hmm. and then um starts to uh, let himself down the first hole the one that Sky went down or the one that Rowan went down? The one Sky went down. The one Sky went down? Um, yeah, the closest one. Um, okay. So uh, and that's the one into the meat grinder, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they all go into the meat oh. grinder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but right before he looks up at Bree and he just says, um, uh, three tugs and pull, pull me up. And then starts to lower himself down. Okay. Um, start I, I'm going to make my way over to where they are if I see they're at the hole that Sky fell down. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, carefully you make your way across. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you're lowering down to Sky. Valen has jumped down the Rowan hole. Um, and Yuri Yuri just says, Oh, for God's sake, everybody, are you just all going down the holes? Is that... Uh, fine. Go down, get them, bring them back up. I'll make sure... Uh, I'll, we, I'll keep working here with that uh, dust and light, and uh, we'll, we'll start getting this cleared up. I think I don't... I, uh, all right, I'm... You... I, frankly, I'm a little bit insulted, but it's okay. Oh, I understand. Well, it's not like I'm going to leave my sister. What, which one? The one that fell down the hole or the one that's still here? The, the <laughs> one that fell down the hole. Which, which, do, which could I possibly mean? I, uh, never mind. Okay, you're going to go down and get her? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you... You are thick for a dwarf, aren't you? I'm quite thick. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Um, and then he picks up the hand axe that Sky dropped and starts chopping away at the tree. Um, and uh, okay, so let's go underground. Hello, it's me again. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode. We are very excited to have you here joining us on this grand adventure of falling into holes, just like Lord of the Rings. If you like this episode and you want to hear more, if you're just thinking, how can I help these these folks out? Follow us on social media. You can find us at Wonder and Blunder 
That's Wonder and Blunder. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I'm sure we'll have YouTubes and all those other things down the road. Uh, Also, rate us on iTunes would be a huge help. If you really liked it, give us a good rating. If you really didn't like it, just cup that negative review in your hands and whisper it into the knot of a tree somewhere. Just put it out into the universe. We'll get it. These are weekly episodes. We'll be releasing them every Monday. So check in on Monday. Download your new episode. Leave us a rating on those ones too. Tell your friends. Thank you so much again for listening and see you next time.